This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can catch this show on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and Google Play. I hope you guys caught the debate wrap up show that I posted earlier in the week. If we do have any more presidential debates, depending on how things go, I should be posting a special debate wrap up show after every debate. So you guys can look forward to that. Let's jump right into the show. Oh, everybody should be following me on Instagram, guys. Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Everybody follow me there. Kamala Harris was recently interviewed by Angela Rye, and this happened. And then, uh, best rapper alive, Tupac. <laughs> He's not alive. You said he lives on. He not alive. I know. I keep doing that. All right. When asked who the best rapper alive was, Kamala Harris says Tupac. Um, that. <laughs> That deserves no further explanation. Um, Tupac's been dead since 96. But moving on. The latest nominee to the Supreme Court to fill the vacancy left by the late Ruth Ginsburg, the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The new nominee is Amy Cody Barrett. Republican judge she is being nominated to fill the seat at the Supreme Court and when asked about some of her credentials by White House press secretary this happened Judge Barrett is extremely well qualified. She graduated summa cum laude from Notre Dame Law School, where she received the Hoynes Prize for achieving the best record in scholarship, and she also is a Rhodes Scholar. The first one to clean up something from your opening, you said Judge Barrett was a Rhodes Scholar. Um, I'm not sure that that's true. Um, I, that's what I have right she here. She attended Rhodes College. She attended Rhodes College, Rhodes College. So, so my bad. Very different thing. Yes. All right. Oops, she's not a Rhodes Scholar, but she did attend Rhodes College. Oh, mix those up there. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is the White House press secretary introducing the credentials of this judge that the president of the United States has just nominated to the Supreme Court. And (laughs) she said she was a Rhodes Scholar. She's not a Rhodes Scholar, but she did go to Rhodes College Two completely different things let me break it down a lot of you guys might not know what a Rhodes scholar is you've probably heard the term before right you probably heard the term when somebody's breaking down their resume or you know they say well this person was a Rhodes scholar what does that mean well I'm gonna tell you the Rhodes scholarship whose name it's named after Cecil Rhodes the Rhodes scholarship is an international postgraduate award for students to study at the University of Oxford. That's in England. It was established in 1902 and soon became the most famous of numerous 
International Scholarship Program. So if somebody is awarded a Rhodes Scholar, basically that's saying that this person had very high academic uh, achievement. It's it's a high honor in, in the world of academics, right? You get a scholarship to go study uh, for free uh, for two years at Oxford University. Um, everything's paid for and you have an option to stay for the third. I'm not sure if they, if they pay for everything the third year. I'm not sure if that's the case, right? And it's named after Cecil Rhodes. So this is something that's is not awarded to everybody. It's it's a very distinguished award. It's it's it means basically you're you know you have exceeded and displayed such academic excellence. You know you have to display that just to be considered to be a Rhodes Scholar, right? They don't give this thing for everybody. Right to become a Rhodes Scholar is a very rigorous process. Besides having excellent academic credentials, all right, to become one of the lucky 32 scholars elected nationwide every December, candidates must be nominated by their university. Remember, this is a postgraduate award, approved by their state Rhodes committee. They must pass interviews at a cocktail party, and then. They must interview on the state level and then they have to have a second cocktail party in which they pass another round of interviews. Right. And then if they get through all that, you get selected. So it's, it's not just an easy thing. You got to do more than just have a great grade point average. You got you really got to go through a lot. So the Rhodes Scholarship is one of the <clears throat> excuse me. guys, It's one of those academic achievement awards that's held in high regard. Right. So if you didn't know now, you know. So let's dig a little deeper. Remember, I said this scholarship was named after Cecil Rhodes. Who was he? Cecil Rhodes, who went to Oxford. That's his alma mater. That's why people who get the scholarship get to go there. He was one of the British colonizers of South Africa. Okay. In 1880, in 1880, he entered the parliament in South Africa and 10 years later, he became prime minister. All right. Cecil Rhodes is one of the architects of racism in South Africa. He's one of the architects of the apartheid system. All right. Maybe you've heard of that. Apartheid in South Africa. That's that's the same thing as Jim Crow in America. Apartheid means apart. It's a separate system. All right. When Cecil Rhodes entered Parliament in South Africa, remember, this is a, a white man from Britain. He's one of the colonizers. He changed laws as far as black people voting. He changed laws as far as the black people being able to have land rights. Right. He took away their land. <laughs> he took away their rights. And then he helped form this, the apartheid system, which is just another word for racism, white supremacy. OK. He's one of the architects of white supremacy in South Africa. If you ever heard of the De Beers Diamond Company, maybe you've seen their commercials. They run a ton of them around Christmas time and around Valentine's Day. That's his company. Right? The De Beers Diamond Company is based in South Africa. It was started by Cecil Rose by land he stole from black people. Right? <laughs> he stole the diamond mine. It's his now. Right? Now all those diamonds, those are his diamonds now. After resources, he finagled from the native black people down there. So you could just look up Cecil Rhodes and racism and you'll get a ton of hits. 
It's not just me talking. And most, and a lot of times people will say, well, yeah, you know, Cecil Rhodes, he was a racist, but, you know, uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, he was a racist, all right? And to this day, they still got a scholarship named after him. A few years ago, they were protesting down in South Africa because they have this huge statue of Cecil Rhodes in front of the University of Cape Town. And the native South Africans, once they want that thing gone, they want it out of here. They want it out of there. I'm not sure if they ever tore it down. Um, I did not follow up with. Well, let's follow up with that story. Let's see if they ever got that thing turned down. Hold on, guys. In July 2020, so a few months ago, they finally removed the statue <laughs> in Cape Town of Cecil Rhodes. They got that thing out of there, right? The last thing they want to see is as monuments to their oppressor and their colonizer, right? The man who stole the land and stole the rights of their grandfathers and oppressed them and terrorized them and got rich off their backs. Now they got to walk around and look at statues of him. All right. Systematic racism, right supremacy. It is a global phenomenon, not just here in America. So apparently the president has COVID-19. That's what we are being told. That's been the story dominating the news cycle this week. It was released 1 a.m. Friday morning, very late, probably closer to 2 a.m., I think. I had actually fallen asleep on the couch and I had actually woken up to go to bed like around 2 a.m. And I haven't looked at my phone and I, I saw an update that the president of the United States, you know, had been diagnosed with COVID-19. And I, I looked and it said like 10 minutes ago. Now, this is almost 2 a.m. So I'm thinking, wow, this has happened. So me doing a, a podcast, I did my job as host of the Unprocessed Knowledge podcast and started to do some investigating. And I was like, wow, this thing just got reported. So it was reported very, very early Friday morning or, or late Thursday night, depending on how you look at it. And of course, it has dominated the headlines ever since. Now, the first thing I thought was probably the first thing many of you thought. Is this true? Does he really have COVID-19? And let's examine why people would think that way. Not because we want to be mean spirited, not because we want to be cynical, but because there is an election coming up next month. And in the presidential election cycle, there is something called an October surprise. You can look that up. An October surprise. Maybe you heard of it. That is when one of the candidates surprises the news cycle with something to dominate the headlines and then this surprise dominates the headlines and it takes away it kind of takes away from the election coverage it takes away from what was just said in the last debate it takes away from any type of negative press it takes away from anything your opponent may be saying because now the news cycle is steered toward this so what would be the motive of the president releasing a statement saying that he had COVID-19 if he really didn't. And I'm not saying, you know, he does or he doesn't. I'm not, you know, it, it's been announced that he does have it. Um, he's currently at Walter Reed Medical Center um, receiving treatment. But let's just talk about, you know, let's just let's just talk about the reasons why it would behoove the president to say he had it if he really didn't. So we just covered one in October surprise to dominate the headlines why would he want to dominate the headlines well 
they just had a presidential debate. That's one for the history books as something no one has ever seen before and not in a good way. In this debate, the biggest thing that was dominating the headlines until the story came out was how the president of the United States refused to denounce white supremacy, white supremacist groups, and gave instruction to a far right white supremacist group, the Proud Boys, to stand down and stand by. That was dominating the headlines. Now what's dominating the headlines? The president's health. Hmm. Another thing this does. They were there are supposed to be two more presidential debates. There is supposed to be another presidential debate. A week and a half from now, the next presidential debate is this coming Wednesday between uh, Vice President Pence and uh, Kamala Harris. And then a week after that. It was supposed to be uh, President Trump and Joe Biden again. And the following week, President Trump and Joe Biden again. Now that the president has announced he has COVID-19, he has to quarantine for at least two weeks. Meaning he cannot physically attend the next debate. Now, whether they they decide they do, whether they decide they want to do something virtual through Zoom or whatever, uh, the technology is there to do that, but will they do that? You know, if the president has COVID nineteen, health wise, will he be able to participate? This is a man in his seventies, and this virus is very hard on his age group. The next debate was supposed to be a town hall style debate, meaning the you know the first debate was moderated by Chris Wallace. The next debate, there were supposed to be people in the audience and the people were supposed to be asking questions. And Joe Biden and President Trump were supposed to take turns answering those questions. Town hall style. Now, in the first debate, President Trump bullied the debate. He talked over people. He was short with people. He was very demonstrative at times. In a town hall debate, you can't do that because now you're bullying the people. These are the American people ask, asking questions and you can't insult them. You can't talk over them. You can't yell at them. You have to have some level of etiquette and decorum in this form. But if the president has COVID now, he don't have to go. The, it has been announced that the peop, that the, pre, the president's team have told him they believe he won the first debate and by the numbers he's ahead of Joe Biden. So if the president believes that he won the first debate and by numbers he's ahead of Joe Biden, what if he doesn't debate Joe Biden anymore? What if he doesn't talk to Joe Biden anymore? What if he just drops off the campaign trail for a few weeks? Mind you, the election is in five weeks. What if he has to drop, drop off the campaign trail for two weeks because of his health? Don't doesn't debate Joe Biden anymore, drops off the campaign trail, really goes underground, really doesn't say anything publicly. He doesn't have to go to these White House press briefings anymore. He could just release uh, video edited statements like the one he released when he first announced that he was diagnosed with COVID. Remember, he, he released a video edited a video statement saying like, hey, I've got COVID and thank you for praying for me and. You know, hopefully, you know, um, me and the first lady, hopefully we'll, we'll get through this. God bless America. Right. So now 
if you can kind of shelter the president from the media, shelter him from having to answer any questions, shelter him from any debates, just keep releasing these video edited statements that you can clean up and make sure they sound good. Hmm. What if he can ride this through to the election? Or what if he's sick for two weeks, he drops off and then he comes back 100 percent better and says, oh, man, you know, I. I fought through it and, you know, I'm, I'm with the people. I'm just like the people, you know, I caught COVID just like the millions and millions of Americans caught it. You know, luckily I survived and I'm a man of the people. And I took this, you know, I took, you know, the, this, this, this drug. And I think this drug is going to work. It helped me. I had it and I took this drug. It helped me. And we're going to push this through and I'm going to save America. Now that becomes a narrative. Does this experimental drug that, that the president took, does it really work? Does it does, does it heal COVID? You know, did he put his own life and health on the, the line by taking this thing to test it out for the American people? Hmm. Now that dominates the headline and it spins the president in a positive light. Something to think about. Another thing to think about is, do you really trust this presidential administration? Do you believe the things that they say? Do you believe what they're telling you? Hmm? Do you believe the same White House press corps that said the president absolutely denounced the systematic racism and white supremacy when you he didn't? Hmm. Something to think about. It is dominating the headlines. Uh, late breaking news, Joe Biden has suspended all negative campaign ads against Donald Trump. He has suspended them due to the president's health concern. He thought it was you know, kind of tacky to be attacking someone who's who's having health complications, which helps the president. Something else is breaking news today. It has just been announced by the doctors that have been treating President Trump that he has been diagnosed. This is a Saturday. I'm recording this podcast. They're saying he's been diagnosed for COVID 72 hours ago, which means three days, which means he knew he had COVID Wednesday morning. The morning of the debate, he knew he had COVID. And then he announced he had COVID. If he has it, he announced it 1 a.m. Friday. Hmm. And that kind of bewildered everybody. So he he was diagnosed with it for 70. He's been been diagnosed with it for 72 hours. It means Wednesday morning. He knew he had it. He announced he had it 1 a.m. Friday and Friday afternoon. He checked himself into Walter Reed Medical Center for treatment. Hmm. That's interesting. So he knew he had covid. Um, who was he around? Who was he around not wearing a mask? Who was he breathing on? Who was he in contact with? Knowing that he had COVID-19. That's interesting. Another breaking news that has just been announced that football player Cam Newton of the New England Patriots, he's been diagnosed with COVID-19. I like Cam. So Cam has it. Um, quite a few players from the Tennessee Titans had it. Uh, so many players um, from the Tennessee Titans were diagnosed with it that they canceled this Sunday's game between the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not canceled. I'm sorry. That's been postponed. That's been postponed for later in October. And I'm just now seeing that 
since uh, well, this is interesting. Um, then the game that was supposed to take place tomorrow, the primetime game, the game of the week between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots has been postponed. I would assume that has to do everything to do with uh, starting quarterback Cam Newton being diagnosed with COVID-19. Now that if he has it, they have to test every, you know, I don't know how many other people on, in the Patriots organization may have it. But that game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots has been postponed. This is not a sports show, so I'm not going to stay long, too long on there. But when the NFL announced that they were having a season this year, I was curious on how it was going to work. Uh, made uh the nba did it right the nba did not have a problem they went in the wnba they went down to orlando they were in a bubble they've been down there for three months they have not had a problem major league baseball had a ton of problems major league baseball they they postponed a lot of different games a lot of different teams had outbreaks they they it was just a mess um I, i'm surprised major league baseball were able to get through their season so many games had to be delayed or postponed or canceled because various teams had so many COVID 19 outbreaks that we are going into week four of the nfl season and we have seen uh two different games postponed because of COVID 19 outbreaks and i think this will be more to come guys um it's uh it's over 53 guys on the NFL roster. Like I'm, I'm not the biggest sports fan, so don't don't hold me to that. I think it's it's like a little. Uh, it used to be 53 men on a roster, but I think a two a few years ago they expanded that. So it's over 50 people on the NFL roster, and then you have to include the coaching staff and the training staff. So you're probably upwards of well over 70 people, I would imagine, per team. Um, during a pandemic where you're supposed to be socially distanced, where you're supposed to be careful who you're around and who you're not around. Um, that's hard to manage. So we will keep an eye on that and we will see how things go, how things go. And to my knowledge, the NBA is the only national sports organization allowing some fans to come to the games. Not every team is doing it, but I noticed some teams are doing it. I noticed that some teams are allowing like 20 to 30 percent capacity in their stands. I think it depends on. Uh, what state you're in or what city you're in, depending on the laws. But, you know, could be a recipe for disaster, especially now we're going into October on the East Coast. The, the weather's starting to change uh, pretty soon. You know, leaves will be on the ground. It'll start to get a little chilly. Um, the sniffles and, and the coughs and the sore throats is coming. So in the age we're living in, you're not going to know if you're just regular sick or if you have COVID. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, NFL is a game that's played outside. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage this, especially when you have big name athletes and uh, contracting the virus. Mm. Could be interesting. But what else do we want to cover today? Well, one interesting thing that happened uh, one day earlier this week, it was National Podcast Day. National Podcast Day has come and gone. I hope this show was on your mind during National Podcast Day. It should be National Podcast Day every day. But if you want some other podcasts to check out in between listening to this podcast, you can always go back and dig in the archives. Unproductive and unapologetic podcast. I am also a part of that. Apple podcast app, Spotify and Google Play. You can also catch a taste to consider podcast. You can 
catch separate the two podcasts you can catch three stars two bars podcast all these shows very entertaining very interesting and all very different check those podcasts out guys subscribe hit the like button tell a friend follow us on social media give us a like give us a comment slide in the dms we're not going to bite your head off we're not going to embarrass you we're not going to try to make a meme out of you you know we're all pretty friendly you can reach out to us it's all right we all love the interaction i specifically love the interaction i need a little bit more interaction through my instagram page once again unprocessed underscore knowledge like i said guys this isn't my show this is your show so let me know what you want me to talk about on your show if you don't let me know i'll just talk about whatever i want to talk about now that we've handled that what else is going on in the (laughs) in the very interesting era of 2020 that we're in this year is almost over guys two more months two more months but hey the grass isn't always green on the other side you know depending on what happens um in this upcoming election 2021 could be just as well just as bad as 2020 you never know so hey you gotta enjoy the day make the best of it roll with the punches you never know what's around the corner right this has been another episode of the unprocessed knowledge podcast i will catch you guys later in the week for the second debate recap special between kamala harris and vice president pence i have no idea what vice president pence is going to say because he never talks (laughs) all right kamala harris um, you know she is a lawyer she has been in the senate for a while she can handle she can handle herself in the debate pretty well i don't know what mike pence is going to say as you know (laughs) <laughs> i don't you know I, i've never heard mike pence say anything more than three or four sentences and 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 one of those sentences talking about how great the president is so we'll see how this one goes guys until next time thanks for listening guys